start this shit show welcome to the flat rate tech podcast hopefully my audio is sounding better what i do this weekend i went to fucking sam's club shit show again that's about it so in the last episode i talked about opening up your own shop how much money you'll make Shit like that. Uh, the guys, David and Lucas from ASOG Podcast, reached out to me. And I was on their podcast. It should have came out today on their channel. I'm going to post it out next week, next Monday. But we sat down we talked about basically what it takes to start a shop from the beginning. Sum it up, fuck that shit. Alright? Fuck that. That was a great podcast, though. They they don't hold back. They tell you how it is and what it is, and you gotta check it out. It seems like it's a lot of struggle to own your own shop, especially right now, trying to find fucking technicians. Trying to hire people. Nobody wants to work. Trying to pay them the right amount to keep them there or get them there. Then you got the insurance and benefits and all that shit. They fucking crushed my dreams, dude. At this point, I'd much rather be the tech every shop is looking for rather than be the shop that can't find any techs. Because that seems to be what it is right now. Those guys are great, though. Hopefully I'll have them on here again, or be on theirs. Either way, whatever, dude. I know one thing, though. Sitting there talking for over an hour, I can't even sit for that long, let alone talk and have a conversation. Dude, my fucking tongue was so dry, it was like sticking to the roof of my mouth. I didn't bring any water up there, just two beers. And I couldn't just take off, you know, and go get another drink. But that shit was tough, man. Fucking dehydrating myself. My podcast is usually about 30 minutes long. And by the time I edit it, it's about 15. All the bullshit that I say. Everything that gets cut out. So normally I don't talk that long. So that's something I gotta work on, I guess. What do you think of that new... Intro I got. Huh? That shit sounds good. What, you think you got a better one? You think there's a think there's a better one out there? If you think you got a better intro music than the one I got, send that shit to me. Send it to me you gotta send it to me in the wave file. The W A V I don't know how to fuck with any of the other files. But if you got one, send that shit. I'll play it on here. You know? Who knows? Maybe fucking Dr. Dre will listen to this shit. Call you up so you can make some fat beats for him, right? 
<laughs> ah. Your luck would be Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice wants to use your beats for some dumbass cooking show or some shit that he does. So anyways, anyway, is it any way or any ways? I don't fucking know. All right. So on the Flat Rate Tech podcast Facebook page, actually on the uh, Flat Rate Tech's group page, I posted up some polls. I posted one up. It was, uh, what do you prefer, hourly pay or flat rate pay? Most people pick hourly. Man, that's crazy. I've only been flat rate, so I don't know if I could ever work an hourly job now. 20 years making flat rate. I know some some shops are slower than others, so getting hourly might be better, but I don't know. Not for me. Not for where I'm at. I feel more free being flat rate. So a job pays 10 hours, you do it in an hour and a half, two hours, you get paid 10 hours. That's where you make your money. Now, if you ain't got no work, you ain't got shit to do, you ain't making any money. But you sit on your ass, do whatever the fuck you want. They can't make you do anything because you ain't getting paid, right? Of course, you got to clean up your area. You can't be sitting there with a puddle of oil all over your floor and shit. But if you're hourly and there's nothing to do, I could see them making you fucking sweep, take out garbage. I don't know. You tell me. Like I said, I never worked hourly. The only time I was hourly in the uh, automotive business is when I started as a porter. And I was getting paid by the hour. As soon as I got up to Lube, Lube Tech, I was instantly flat rate when I moved to a Lube Tech. Another poll I posted up on the group page was... Uh, what kind of alcohol you drink? Most of the people voted for hard liquor. That's pretty cool. Fucking hardcore boozies. Hardcore alcoholics, man. Another one was... Uh, how many hours do you turn a week? Most of the votes were for over 50 a week. Some of them over 70, some of the... Some of them were uh, 90 plus a week. That's some fucking hours right there, man. That's some good shit. So going back to the hourly versus flat rate, if you're turning 90 hours a week, hopefully the people that are turning more than 50 hours a week aren't the ones voting for getting paid hourly, right? Because then you'd be busting your ass turning 70, 80 hours a week, but you're only getting paid for the 40 that you're there, 50 that you're there. Yeah, fuck that shit. That's why I don't like that hourly shit. I can see for new techs, new techs getting hired, getting paid hourly, and working under a regular tech, training them. That's fine. But right now... After being in tech for a few years, I think flat rate is where you should start making your money. Because you can go work 
at fucking a gas station and get, you know, whatever, 15 bucks an hour McDonald's and make the same fucking amount of money per hour as you would as being a mechanic, busting your ass, buying your own tools, you know, for the same fucking money. Fuck that. Who would want to do this shit? You know, on the podcast that I was on, the ASOG with David and Lucas, they asked me, uh, what do I think is wrong with this industry? I really didn't get to answer it because, like I said, my tongue was stuck to the roof of my fucking mouth. But to be honest with you, I was just sitting too long. I'm not used to fucking podcasting for an hour. So far, where I'm at right now on this podcast is 10 minutes and 45 seconds. But as far as answering that question, I think there's a lot wrong with this industry. A lot. And I'm not going to make this a fucking hour-long podcast. But I guess I could break it down into segments. So I'm going to start breaking this down. What's wrong with the... uh, industry in segments and this is going to be the first segment I think it should be about being hired on as a new guy with no experience like I was so comparing how I was hired compared to since I've been in this business how I've seen management hire on new guys is how I'll start this the differences in between how I was hired and how they're hiring now from what I've seen so back when I was hired it was back in 2000 I had my own car I think I've probably told the story but I'll do a quick brief overview I had my own car drove it around clutch started slipping water pump started making noise Whatever, timing belt needed replaced, whatever. I didn't know how to fucking do it. My dad didn't know how to do it. So he went to the local dealership, asked one of the techs, and the tech came over and did it all. And he did it so fast, he was only supposed to do the water pump, but he did the clutch, the water pump, whatever. He did it all fucking fast, and I paid him extra, and I said, hey, you guys fucking hiring? And he said, yeah, he he could probably get me a job, right? So... At that time, I was working at a grocery store. I hated it. You know, I fucking hated it. Looking back now, it's not a bad fucking gig, dude. Working in the AC, stocking some shelves, whatever. Getting paid by the hour. But, anyways, he got me a job starting as a porter because they needed a porter at that dealership. So I'm like, fuck yeah, I quit working at the grocery store. Drove down there. Started my first day, I'm parking cars. Parking cars, hand-washing cars. I got my first uniform. I was so happy. I had my first uniform. It said the brand name on it. I'm not going to say it. And I was just, I was fucking excited, you know? Every time I had to wash a car, I'd take my uniform shirt off, and I'd go over there and wash it so I didn't get my shirt dirty. What a fucking nerd, huh? Anyways... I busted my ass parking cars, washing cars, you know, doing all the fucking lot porter shit. 
Then eventually I got moved up as a lube tech. It took about six months, something like that. I don't know. My, my timing's way off, but anyways, I got moved up to a lube tech. And the guy that got me the job worked right next to the lube tech bays. So he would train me. And he would get paid. I think he would get paid to train me, to help me get shit done. But I was the only lube tech. So I'm over there busting my ass. I left a couple drain bolts loose, you know. But back then, we weren't checking all the filters and we weren't pulling tires off and all that kind of shit. This was back in, you know, 2000, 2001, where it was just your oil change, tires rotated and air pressure and fucking shipped that bitch. But I did that for a while. Then we built a new shop. And I was told once I got moved into the new shop, I can become a a line tech. Well, once that new shop opened, that never happened. I was still a lube tech. Then we hired more lube techs, and then I was a lube tech, quote, unquote, team leader, because I've been there the longest. So I was helping these other guys that were fucking a disaster, and I barely knew what I was doing, and I was training other fucking guys. That right there just shows you that when they hire somebody, they expect you to know what you're doing. I had no fucking idea, but they had me training people, and then I'd get blamed for when they fucked up. And I'm sitting here thinking, bitch, I'm supposed to be a line tech. You told me I was going to be a line tech by now, and that still hasn't happened. I ended up having to find somebody to replace me as a lube tech so I can become a line tech. And that's a whole nother fucking story. But the way I got in there, compared to the way I see it now, is hiring a new guy that has no experience. They just get thrown right into the shop and expected to know what they're doing, whether they have fucking tools or not. Some guys don't even have tools. They just want to work on cars. It's like, can't you just supply these guys with some tools? I mean, how much is a fucking tool cart and basic oil change tools for a dealership? That's like fucking nothing compared to what we literally have to pay. You know, even a Harbor Freight tool cart is fucking two, two, three hundred bucks, some shit like that. Which I have one. So as far as this first segment would be, as far as what's wrong with the industry, I'm going to start with how they hire people. And that's my story, how I got hired, and now how I see people getting hired, and it's just... They'll just take any body that will come in there. And they expect the shop foreman to train them. But the shop foreman's busy turning his own hours, helping the existing techs that are already there. They don't get paid extra to help anybody else or have the time. So as far as training new guys, you need to get these new guys in the shop and put them under somebody that's moving up themselves, that can help them, help train them, and pay them the hours that that new guy turns if it's a flat rate shop. If it's an hourly shop, then, I don't know, pay him more an hour to train them? I don't know. I don't know how it fucking works. But when they're just hiring techs and just throw them in there and expect them to know what they're doing, I mean, look, 
you could sit in an interview and spew out all the bullshit you want about how much you know. It doesn't mean shit when in the real world, when you're actually doing the shit. And you need the special tools, you need the knowledge, the diagnostic equipment, the being able to read an ETM, being able to diagnose these cars, having the ability to do this shit with no help. It's a fucking pain in the ass. It's hard. And most of these dealerships, they don't think about that. They don't take the time. They don't look at the the small things, which are really humongous things. They don't look at them and think in their heads because they're just sitting there trying to hit their fucking numbers, right? And I know on the ASOG podcast we were talking about how numbers are important and you know, of course you're trying to hit numbers, yeah, but the guys that are turning the numbers in the shop, you have to make sure they're doing what they're supposed to do. You got to make sure they have the ability to do it. Everybody's there to hit numbers. I don't go to work as a flat rate technician so the dealership can hit their numbers. Do you? I mean, seriously, do you? I go there to hit my numbers. I go there to turn 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 hours a week. Okay? My productivity, if it increases, so does theirs. They make more numbers. I'm there for my numbers, which are my hours. Okay? I go there from 8 o'clock to 5 o'clock. And then I leave. I try to turn as many fucking hours as I can in that time. Then I go home. The more I turn, the more I make, the more money they make. And that's how they see it. But when they hire in a new guy that doesn't know what they're doing, they think that they're going to turn 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week. But in reality, they have no fucking idea what they're doing because they have nobody to train them. So they're going to turn four, five, six comebacks a week. Then how are your numbers going to go? Who's the director going to blame then? The new guy that he hired that he hoped was telling the truth? That he knew what he was doing? Or is he going to blame the guy that's training him that he's not paying to train the guy? You know? Is he going to just blame the foreman? Because the foreman's supposed to be making sure all these cars are fixed right the first time. Then you got guys in the shop that just fucking flag warranty work and don't even do it. And, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. But those are for different episodes. But in the beginning, you got to make sure these dealerships and I don't know about independent shops, but the dealerships need to make sure that when they hire a new guy, they have somebody to train this motherfucker. Or else it's he's going to cost you money. You ain't going to make money off somebody. You're going to end up paying to have this guy work for you. And right now, it's so hard to get anybody. They'll take in anybody. And 
I'll train a new guy. I don't mind training somebody. As long as I get paid. Or if I at least get paid off the work he does. If he's helping me do my car and I'm training him, then I got extra hands helping me do my car and I get paid the same. If he's working on another car next to me and I'm helping him with that while I work on my car and I get paid off the hours that he turns on that other car and I'm the one to blame if anything goes wrong with that car, that's fine too. That's the way it should be. But that's the first segment I'm going to do. Next episode, I'll do another segment of what the fuck is wrong with this industry. But uh, check out the uh, Facebook page, Flat Rate Tech Podcast. We got a group, Flat Rate Techs. Join that. Uh, Instagram, I'm pretty, pretty much done with that shit now. Flat Rate Tech underscore podcast. If you want to look, follow that, whatever. I ain't posting shit on there anymore. Uh, my free-ass website, flatratetechpodcast.weebly.com. Still free. Still there. Next week, I'm going to air the episode that I was on with the ASOG guys on their podcast. I'll air that episode on here next week. Other than that, that's about it. Have a good week. Got any questions, comments, send them to flatratetechpodcast at gmail.com. Check out the memes on the Facebook page. You can also comment or send me a message on there if you got any questions or topics you want to talk about on the podcast. Whatever, dude. Just listen to this music. This music's badass. If you got any better music, send that shit in. I'll play it on here. I'll play that shit. All right. I'll catch y'all next time. Thanks for listening.